What up, everyone? Pat Mayo here before we get into the Wyndham with Ben Raza. want to let you know that I just released my wide receiver rankings. Please go download that show and check them out. It's a, it was actually a good show with Leone, so I'm actually kind of proud of that one. It was a good one. I got Cusk Corner 34 coming out on this feed on Thursday. Friday, I got Jeff Radcliffe and an NFL news update. There are two other football shows you should be aware of over on the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets podcast feed wednesday night i'm gonna be on with cody main from establish the run breaking down the thursday night DraftKings slate and the prize pick slate prize picks is fucking easy money right now in the nfl preseason by the way if you hit the link in the description or use code mmn at sign out or at deposit they'll give you up to a hundred dollars like a hundred dollars on top of what you've already deposited and honest to god like they're listing people that aren't even they'll they'll put like two snaps just pound unders on the nfl preseason so we're gonna go all over that on fantasy football picks and bets on wednesday night for the thursday slate that there's gonna be another show on thursday night for the friday and weekend slate both on DraftKings and for the prize picks like i said uh until they adjust it's super easy money and you can get a lot down on. So even if you sign up with 50 bucks using code MMN and our link down in the description, you know, you'll have $100 to play around with. So if one fucking thing doesn't go your way, you know, you'll have another shot at it. But honest to God, and the golf ones are actually pretty good over there too. So highly recommended. Help out Mayo Media Network. Go sign up to pricepicks.com, code MMN right now. But we're talking DraftKings today. We're talking the Wyndham. And spoiler alert, we both like Russell Henley, so he's going to shoot like 3,000 over par. Here it is. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Wyndham Championship. DraftKings picks, buy range, and preview, plus the bets towards the end of the show, along with the play the best plays lineup, which is impossible. This week, because there are no good plays at the Wyndham Championship. Come on! Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Smash the like button to the video. And in the comment section, give me your favorite two plays below $7,000 this week on DraftKings. And join FantasyNational.com. Okay? FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get 20% off. And maybe you'll get an email when one of these new hoodies drop. Very comfortable, these hoodies. Not only do I say that. My wife says the exact same thing. I had to get more hoodies because she ruined my other hoodies. I know you guys know what I'm talking about on this one. RunTheSims.com is like the Fantasy National for football, so you you should probably go check that out. All the tools will be live August 15th. You'll get your free membership now and fuck around on the site. Uh, You know, it's backed by Pat Mayo, just like Fantasy National was back in the day, and still is, for that matter. Uh, so we're hoping that Run the Sims becomes the place that you go to to do your research. No one's going to be shilling you picks or anything like that. It's just highly customizable tools for daily fantasy and for NFL betting, plus season-long daily. All the season-long stuff is free. We're not going to charge anyone for season-long fantasy football. But for the goods, the optimizer shit like that, runthesims.com. Go check it out. Slash Mayo to get yourself a discount over there. And I do have to throw this out because I forgot to do it on Monday's show. One on Thursday, Cust Corner 34 is dropping. You probably want to watch that or listen on your podcast feed. But my guy, Brian Reese Miller, who you probably know from Twitter, and he does all of the hilarious Ander Cust animations for us uh, for Twitter whenever he's picking three guys and these guys are Ander Cust. He has a new NFT site out. He's making these NFTs and they're 8-bit golfers. So you can go by Tony Fino. Someone bought C. Woo! Kim. On me, which I was very disappointed about. He actually texted me. He's like, yo, did, did you buy Siwoo Kim? I was like, no, it wasn't me. So what you can do is follow at the number eight. So 8-Bit 
Tea Time NFT on Twitter. You can find everything through there. If you just want to go to the site, it is OpenC, so O P E N S E A dot I O slash 8 bit Tea Time NFT. They're all really cool. I'm going to see if he'll make one for me. Maybe we'll auction it off. And I'd say it'd go to charity, but just bucket the money. I probably wouldn't actually do that. I wouldn't do that. Now that I've said it, my plan is ruined, Ben Raza from awesome.com. You tried. Yeah, uh, your plan is ruined, but that's all right. Uh, we got a lot to talk about here as the golf season. It's been a long haul. I'm kind of excited for FedEx Cup playoffs to start, but we've got to get through the Wyndham first. I was talking about that with Feinberg on Monday. Go back and check that out. Go back and check out the research show and all that fun stuff. But I really should have taken this week off. Like, Paul's not here to produce the show, so I've been self-producing all these shows, and I just, because when I first started, this is what I did. This is exactly how I would run the show. I would switch the show, like, hey, let's go to Ben. Boom. You know, I have it underneath, you know, back to Pat. I mean, I wouldn't say that out loud. I would just do it below the camera where no one could see. No one was the wiser. Then go add in the graphics after the fact. I've gotten too accustomed to Paul doing all this for me, Ben. It's not good. No, that's what happens Yeah, once you get a uh... A taste of, you know, you're living the high life. Now you're back to your roots grinding. Uh, this is not the best week. I also kind of feel that way. Maybe I should have taken it off. But you know what? We're There's still a lot of money. I will say, it doesn't matter if you win the Masters or the Wyndham. If you can take down a tournament, it feels just as sweet no matter what week it is. Oh, completely agree. This is, I believe, like, I think it's 34 consecutive weeks of golf. Like, just give me a bye week somewhere in there just just for the con maybe as a content creation community we can come up with two tournaments that we just don't give a shit about we'll ask DraftKings not to run contests for them and just and just send it out it would be good for everyone's mental health i think that would be so sweet uh i would love that particularly right around now with football and college football starting in imminently uh that would be a really nice thing if you coordinate that i will sign the petition all right so i need to get everyone in the space on the same page with this as pat <laughs> complains about his job talking about shitty golf picks yeah I guess it could be yeah. worse. Guess it could be worse for me. Let's talk about the Wyndham. Sedgefield CC is the course. It's a par 70. They play it every single year. It's super easy. Hit the fairways, hit your wedges, make your putts. You might be a winner at minus 22 or minus 21 because that has been the winning score for each of the past five years. And we've got had some luminaries win at this course, Ben. The Herminator, who apparently was all over Twitter on Thursday evening and Tuesday morning, according to Feinberg, when he told me that, I had no idea. JT Poston, now there's a favorite of ours. Snedeker, I think this was the last time Snedeker actually played well, it was like three years ago, when he shot 59 in the opening round. That was also the week Ben Ann, I think it was that, it was that or the Poston year, where Ben Ann didn't make a bogey until the 71st hole or something. What was the one where Pan hit it out of bounds? I think that was the Snedeker year, wasn't it? The pan one was definitely the Snedeker year because I, I was sweating it at Del Mar racetrack in California. I remember that super vividly. The Benny on one was the next year. So that was the post in year. So guys, essentially, if you play well at like the heritage, chances are you're going to play well at the Wyndham. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's funny because it, it takes so many similarities that the difference is this is just so easy. Uh, you're just going to score and score and score, but those short technical layouts, Bermuda, a lot, lot to take away. Pretty easy course to break down. So, yeah, well, let's see uh, how accurate we are with some of these selections. I guess that's a completely wow. different story. So the 10K range lost a member 
Thoughts and prayers to Patrick Reed, who decided to take a week off. Good for him, because he'd been playing for like five in a row. Then he was going to play three in a row through the playoffs. He's not here. He won in 2014, so he is off the board right now. So looking at the very top of the pricing, it doesn't necessarily correlate with the odds. Hideki is the most expensive. He's 11K. Then Louis at 10.7. The betting favorite, Webb Simpson, is 10.6. Will Zalator is 10.3. And Jason Kokrak, $10,000. I think I could be the most sold on Louie of all these guys, but as I told you before the show started, I could start my team at $7,700 this week. I feel like I wouldn't be that far behind. There is no doubt that you could, the interchangeable nature of your six golfers this week is going to be ridiculous. Like any one of them could end up winning this tournament. I'm with you. Louie has not lost strokes putting in 2021. That's just ridiculous. His irons are good. He likes these type of courses. We think about some of the places. I think there's some Valspar in here. Again, not nearly as hard, but some of those aspects. Uh, I would prefer Louis. It's hard to back Decky because as good as he strikes it, how low can you go? And listen, last week kind of disapproves this a little, but if you don't putt, it's almost impossible to break through like a minus 20. That is true, but he could just hit it to like two feet every single time. But that, that's it. Yeah, he did that last week. Yeah. Then he still didn't. It move. was no. I mean, he lost a stroke last week. He gained 13 strokes tee to green, uh, but he lost one stroke putting. And obviously that's the difference. I mean, that's a thing at Southwind, though. These guys who gain them all like ball striking and tee to green and lose strokes putting. We saw it last year with JT. Obviously, it was Hideki who made that run and could have won. I mean, he lipped out the winning putt, which won a lot. Of, it actually would have won a lot of people a lot of money. Not me, because I wasn't on it. But a lot of people bet him at like triple digits on Sunday morning. It was a weird betting. We, I didn't make any live bets Sunday morning. Obviously, in hindsight, I wish I did just because of the meltdowns that occurred. Uh, my golfers, Justin Thomas, might as well have not played Sunday. That was ridiculous. And then Scheffler melted. So it wasn't, wasn't a good finish to uh, last week. Do you have anyone from up here in the 10K that you can see besides Louie? Is it Zalatoris? He seems to be likely the lowest owned of the bunch. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to see. He's obviously seems completely healthy after the Open. Looked good last week. But at the same time, I do want to caution a little bit. He finally flipped the putter. Uh, and that's what you're going to get when he does that. He had lost in six straight events. Gained almost four strokes uh, with the flat stick at the WGC. So take it for what it's worth. If he keeps that up, he's going to be great. But if he regresses again, I think we'll see a middling finish from him. Let's go to the nines, because I, I think it's Louis or no one for me. I, although, okay. if you, although if you just play Webb, you're probably pretty good. I, yeah, I mean, every year I have the same conversation and I end up not using him. And then he has another child named after the tournament, after he dominates it. I, I just can't. I assume he's going to be massively popular, wouldn't you think? I would think so, but I think that Louis is going to be massively popular too. Like no one's losing money using Dra Louis on DraftKings over the past five months, which is insane to think. Didn't he withdraw from one of these tournaments? Did that happen this year or not? Oh, this year? Yeah, Louis definitely thrown in one of them, but I think it was before his run of like, I mean, this is the most consistent he's ever been that I can remember. Yeah, I'm just looking at Webb's stats from last week. It was bad, bad, bad with the irons. Then all of a sudden, in the final round, it's like he became Webb Simpson again. You know, gained three strokes on approach. He was the gained a stroke on 400 to 450 yard par fours. Gained 4.3 strokes tee to green. He was putting. Gained almost three strokes putting. He gained on the fairways. He avoided the bogeys. He scored on par fives. Like 
if that guy shows up, he's going to win by eight shots. No doubt. I mean, he there's a reason he loves the course. It fits his skill set. And when he's fully clicking, I just I don't think we've seen we've seen flashes of it. It hasn't been nearly as consistent. And again, ownership will play some of it. The appeal to go balanced this week is so strong just because of how ridiculous uh, the field is in some regard. There's interchangeable parts all the way from the nines to like the low sevens. I Louie and Webb are probably going to be the two highest owned of the 10 K plus guys. But I think if you put them together, then maybe you can get away with some of that ownership. That'll definitely change it. Uh, what does that do? You got about 73. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you can. Am I? Okay. I'm in, <laughs> I say I'm losing my mind. Uh, I clicked in a showdown tournament. I was going to say, wow, the pricing is wildly different here. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you do that, I mean, that's always one way to, to leverage immediately. You're just going to either have to dip into the sixes or be very, very flat and omit like the nines and high eight K range altogether, which I think you can do outside of a few guys. Like I look at the nines, like see Wu is one thing, obviously for me, he told me via cameo that he's going to play well this week. So I bet him that was an easy thing on DraftKings, It's a bit dicier, although he has a win, a third and a fifth in his past four starts at this course. So you could probably use him. He's only $9,100. I just like Henley. I'm, I'm a chalk donkey this week. That's, that's going to be my guy. I bet Henley to win at 35 to one as well. Like when you just draw up courses on paper where Russell Henley will play well, this is one of them. I, I doubt this is the reason, but maybe you've been tuning in to my show in the mornings because I this morning put Russell Henley on the betting card at 35 to one. I am with you. We have no chance now. I, I love this spot. His irons have been great. I'm throwing out the open. I don't care about that. Bermuda, when he gets crazy hot, he can score. Everything seems more than reasonable. The guy that I'm struggling with is Sunjay. He couldn't putt last week. And then, you know, he was coming off the Olympics, which I'm sure was disappointing. I think it's a pretty good course for him, though, all in all. I think so, too. It's the Bermuda par 70. It's like Webb and Sungjae are the two guys that you just pencil in at these courses. Then you're just off to the races. But his approach was all over the place. Like, it was really good in the third round. But then it was, like, bad in the fourth and bad in the third. He's just shown, and we know this is kind of his jam where there is no consistency to his game this year. Last year, it was all about the consistency. He'd be great at driving for nine months in a row and approaches, then couldn't putt for a bit. Then he'd solve that, then he couldn't chip for a bit. There'd always just be one part of his game where it wasn't coming up. It's just, he's a scatter shot, right? I don't know what the fuck's wrong with him. Yeah, it's a, uh, I always say whack-a-mole situation. I kind of like that because it seems like if, you, if it just all clicks, it's right there. But at the same time, more often than not, something's holding him back. And we've seen that with a lot of finishes. So I like Henley a lot. I look at Sunday. I can't do I, Fleetwood will probably win now. I've given up. I've tried. I played him at the Olympics heavily. I held on last week. It's just not there for him. It's not. And the stats don't show any indication that it's coming back. And he's mispriced. Like no one's going to use him because his price is wrong. You go and look at the betting market right now. He's anywhere from 45 to 60 to one. And the guys he's around are not. They are 30. Like Brian Harmon is 22 to one, who is $200 more. He's more than double those odds, and he's 97. I, I don't see any. The only reason that you would play him is because he's a game theory pivot play. But this, this range is littered with all of those guys. Like when you just take a look at it, Henley's going to be pretty highly owned. I think that Sungjae will be pretty highly owned. And Harmon, kind of. But then you have Fleetwood, Scott, Siwoo, 
Bubba, Bobby Mack, Nah, Gary Woodland. All of those guys be single digits, 100%. I like Gary Woodland. Uh, I, I thought it was not cool that he played last week, but maybe smart. Took care of that. Did what he need to do. Now he has some breathing room and whatnot in terms of the playoffs. Can, he's going to be forced to club down at, at spots. He can lean on that. He scores really well. He's also a, just a good player uh, all in all. 87 for Gary Woodland. To me, that's uh, a pretty easy buy spot. Can he make enough putts to win at 21 under? Yeah, I mean, you're you're getting a little more breathing room, though, because it's not like, you, you know, you're not paying 11K like you are with Decky. I think he can do. I think it's ideal. No. Um, and traditionally, we've seen him maybe excel a little more at at easier courses. But at the same time, he, he still scores pretty well. Streaks, bonuses. Uh, at 87, I feel OK that, that you could still go to him. Can I interest you in someone who has made eight consecutive cuts and I don't think has ever played at this course before? Hmm. Who would that be? Bubba, Bubba? Watson. Yeah. No one's going to be. Tell me, is, no is one. It a I, course? I, I don't know. I have no idea. But like the courses that we kind of like comp this to, like guys that have played really well at Heritage have done really well at this course. Guys that have played really well at Sawgrass have done really well at this course. Historically, there's a lot of crossover names on the leaderboard. Both of those are Pete Dye courses. Not really the Bubba Watson Pete Dye special, but he's someone who does play really well at Pete Dye courses as well. Uh, maybe just for whatever reason, this course will suit him and. He's playing pretty consistent golf. He was in the close contact with someone who had COVID. I don't think that he actually had it. And we haven't seen him play since the 3M. What was that? Was that the week after the Open Championship or the week before the Open Championship? The week after the Open Championship. After, yeah. he, he wasn't great, but he is someone who can win at minus 22. He can get that hot with the putter. Oh, no doubt. If he if he likes the courses and the greens or he's dripping them in, obviously he's going to dismantle off the tee to as to the extent that he can um, in tournaments, I get it because it's Bubba. There's not a lot of interest and he is making weekends and it could set you up here. Like I said, your, your top guy, although you want him to play well, you're going to have plenty of room to have him slide into a different position when one of these randos wins this week. So I think I'll have him over guys like Wolf and probably even Adam Scott. I don't have a ton of interest in that range. Just no one has interest in any of these guys. That's the really weird thing. It's all of the, like, the top of the board is going to be the top of the board. They're all going to be double digits. Like I mentioned, Sungjae and Henley in the mid-nines. And then, like, it is an absolute free-for-all. Right now, the Fantasy National ownership projections have Bubba at 3.5%, which is the lowest of anyone until you get to, wait for it, Wait for it. Wait for it. Matt Jones at $7,200. Yeah, that's... I mean, on if if Bubba's sub 5%, I will find a way to, to get him in there and get exposure. I like Woodland more. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But again, you're, you're factoring in not just how much you like the guy, but, you know, leverage, outcomes, ownership, things of that nature. But we're just both in on Henley. Oh, I, I already bet Henley. I'm playing Henley. He is he is absolutely the priority. Okay. 8Ks. Bobby Mack is right there, and no one is using him either, which I thought was kind of strange. For if you just think about, like, quality of player, he could be well above that. Like, if he came to the Wyndham next year, there's a chance he could be the highest-priced guy in the field besides Webb kind of thing. He's 89. Nah. Woodland Fowler, Power, your guy. Kevin Kisner seems like he's overpriced at 8400 bucks. I like Streelman a lot. 
out of all the 8K guys, like he's the one I actually feel the safest with, although he can't putt. Again, it's another Pete Dye course. That's where he plays well. He's going to hit all the fairways. And hopefully it's just not a week where he loses eight strokes putting. I'm happy with him at 8,300 bucks. I mean, it fits what he does get wedges in his hands. We've seen it at Travelers. We've seen it at some of the other comp courses that you're talking about. I don't mind it. I think he's probably more of a stability play than anything else. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You've got... I like Charles. Oh, you, uh, like Charles Tur- you like Charles every single week. That's true. But this week I can I can say it and it's not that bad of a thing to say. He's playing pretty well. He, he's got it going. He fixed his driver. And now that he's done that, everything else seems all right to me. I, I'm Charles at 81 is a fine play. So we build our teams around Streelman and Charles. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's now? never gone bad. Nothing. Hey, at least I didn't mention Ricky. I mean, are people going to use Ricky or, or have people finally quit him? I think people now, and this is one of my pet, big pet peeves about this week where it's like, oh, he needs a good week. It's like, what What do you think? He's been waiting? Like he's just going to turn it on? I, I don't think it works like that. Uh, so I, I may get to a little Ricky here or there, but there's nothing. It's like Fleetwood. There's really not much. He's playing a little more consistent, but he's just not a good golfer right now. What do you make a nah? I, I I like nah more when I can play him at like sixty six hundred in a stronger event because he can just like randomly go out. I I don't like paying the premium because he's just got more miscut equity than I'd like to endure. Uh, he, I don't know. I mean, do you like him? He can get crazy hot around the green and with the putter. It's just he scares me with his irons. Oh, yeah. just He scares me with every single part of his game if it's not. But he only needs like two parts of his game to click, and then all of a sudden he's running away with this. And he's most definitely someone who can win at like 22 under if things are breaking his way. And this is a good course for him. It's just going to be a bunch of pitching wedges. I mean, there's there's definitely some stuff to like. There's no doubt. I just – I don't know exactly – what to do when, when I, when I imagine my builds, I'm definitely going to hit the nine K range. Cause I like it. I've got Woodland there. I like Streelman. I like Charles. I think I would rather blindly back Kisner than blindly back. Nah. I think that nah sure. comes with more win equity. Kisner would come definitely. with like more cut equity. I think that's the way that you would look at it. Although it's not like Kisner has been good. <laughs> no, no, no. Last week at St. Jude, he had moments of being good, but when he was bad, there were things happened, very bad things. Well, where I've taken like the absolute like chalk top three guys being like Louie, Webb, Henley, I think I need to diversify that a little bit and go, I think Bubba and Bobby Mack are going to be in that mix for me. I just think they're both too good compared to a lot of these jabronis that are around. Streelman, maybe you've talked me into Charles. I think that's what I'm going to do. Can oh, you yeah. believe uh, Eric Van Royen won and you didn't bet him? Yes, I can. It sounds like a similar situation when Seamus won. Uh, these all field events are probably one of the more painful aspects. I can't believe I, I can believe it's just that's very, very frustrating. I'm not playing EVR this week. What about Justin Rose? Fun fact about Justin Rose. He is Tim's one and done pick. <laughs> OK, I didn't. That is not anything that I thought uh, you would say he's been quite bad. Yeah. Yeah. He's not good. No, no, he's not. I mean, 
How how popular do you think Mito is going to be? Whew. I can I can look at how popular Mito is going 200%. to be. Two hundred percent. I have him at eleven percent. Like I, I it's funny because I haven't been one of these like Mito believers and like oh my god he's so great he's the next thing. But I do think that he's good. And now all of a sudden he's like 65 to one in the betting market. He's $7,900 on DraftKings. And people would rather play Taylor Gooch at $7,700. Like, I don't know. Like, isn't Mito better than this? Like, isn't he like good? Isn't that what we all thought like two weeks ago? Yeah. At the Olympics when he was like 50% owned. Uh, and was good. Really good. Really, really good. I, I'm, I'm surprised. I thought he would be amongst the highest owned players on the entire slate potentially. No, I actually like him here. And and Vegas is another one who just keeps playing well. Like I I don't know. This this week is very confusing for me. Although everyone is going back to Libiota, which good for him. It's not like I mean he let us down in at the 3M cuz he had to leave, but he actually played quite well. He's I mean he's been great for a while. His putting is just ridiculous. Um but I don't know. I think a, a fine the pivot that I'll make right there is and I don't like this guy at all in life. Not personally, but I never play Pat and Kazire. I think I'm going to go to him this week. I have Kazire at a higher ownership than Mito right now. Okay, I don't. Yeah, see, this is one of the many. I don't know what's going on then with this week. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And Ow. Matt and Mac Hughes is right there too. He's three percent owned. I'm just going to play Lucas Glover as a spite play then. There you go. You'd be one of the few actually doing that, so that wouldn't be a terrible situation. I, I just, I don't get, it's funny, because I've, I've come up, like, full, like, 180 on Mac Hughes, because no one ever wants to play him anymore. He's on a really good run right now. This field is not, he, he only shows up at super good events. But that is true. <laughs> like, this is amateur hour. If you've been looking to level up your financial portfolio, it's always good to diversify. So why not think about cryptocurrency backed by the world's leading investors? Coinbase keeps your portfolio safe and secure while adding crypto into your mix. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy-to-use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $5 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash mayo. Sign up at coinbase.com slash mayo for $5 in free Bitcoin. This offer is only for a limited time, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash mayo. That's, I mean, for when you think about the build, that's what's what's so appealing about the balance. You can really pepper this mid seven range. There's a lot of guys. We, you know, we didn't even talk about Sneds and Poston. Uh, obviously, Gooch, you mentioned Vegas. All these guys I think you could make a case for. And HV3 is next. He's someone I have interest in. Yeah. So there are 
four guys at set from 75 to 73 that I really like. Obviously, one of them is Gimchi, the Gim Reaper. He's 7,300 bucks. Just lock him into your lineup. He'll be fine with that. He'll make some putts. He promised he would make some putts in the future. Now we're in the future. Maybe he'll make some putts now. But Werner, Reavy, Grace. I bet Reavy. I bet Grace. I fuck it. I might as well bet Werner too. Varner at times has been close. Uh, I really thought he was going to get it done at Heritage, potentially, uh, as we saw the runner up. It's a comp course. What's their, uh, I think, ownership is going to have to be dispersed at some point. So I have no problem with HV3. No problem with anyone you mentioned, but I have to do my daily segment now. What about CT Pan? What about CT Pan? I mean, he must be riding high. He got, a, I believe, a cool Millie. Uh, from Taiwan for that showing. That's nice. Um, this is one of the courses I think we've seen him play well, of course, and it makes sense. He plays well where he plays well. I can buy into CT Pan here. He was another one of the names that I was mentioning when I said I could build a team of Werner, Reavy, Grace, Pan, Gim, Kirk. There's my team. Give me the money. Give straight cash, homie. Um, not Patrick Rogers. Yeah, I'm not a big Patrick Rogers guy. I don't understand why there's a cult around him so much, but apparently there is. People love playing Patrick Rogers. The only time I ever, I think I ever play him is if the course is hard, because then all of his shitty skills are mitigated, and then all of his great, maybe that's sort of like the Mac Hughes thing, and even the speed thing. Like, when you get to a really hard course, chipping and putting becomes so much more important. There is something to that, like, when it's crazy... Uh, there's always like a guy at the U.S. Open where it's like there's going to be no birdies all day. And then it's like Scott Piercy's three under through four. Uh, then ultimately they finish like 25 over. But there is something there. I mean, even working down, you mentioned Kirk. What about uh, Lord Raiden, Joel Dahman? Yeah. Was he in the mix last week at Barracuda? I, I assure you, I was not paying that close of attention because Toshi wasn't playing all that well. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm out. He came in seventh. Okay. And he was he was on fire, I think, early, and he didn't have a great weekend. Yeah, I, I think that for the quality of player that he is, he's priced too low in this field. The Kirk one is really astonishing to me because everyone wanted to play him for so long. It's just like, oh man, you play Kirk. He's gonna get the he's gonna get your top twenty. He might even get you a top ten. Now he's played poorly, like four or five events. And now everyone actually did jump off. It's unlike the type of player that you were talking about earlier, where it was like, oh, he's missed five cuts in a row. I, if the, I mean, obviously the listeners don't know because we were talking about it before the show. I, and I hate when podcasts do this, but either way, I was lamenting to Raza that when DraftKings Golf first started, like I actually was good at DraftKings Golf and I knew who to play from the bottom. And I wasn't out thinking anything because no one knew who fucking Joel Damon was. It was like me and four other people were the only people on earth who apparently knew who these guys were now everyone's just too good it's not fair and like you said with when von taylor won and no one owned him unowned yeah now like guys are missing three four cuts in a row but the signs are there and they're like chalk it, it, it is wild but if chris kirk who you know, you know not all missed cuts are created equal a couple of those were at majors uh a couple of those were just on you the know, number? number yeah on the number i i like i always look for that because to me, it, there's such variance around T65. I can live with that. And I think people doing a quick scan think they're playing a lot worse than they really are. I think I'm going to back Ryan Moore at 7,500. Oh, as my well. God. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. 
I'm just a, I have no feel for this week, so I might as well just play the biggest losers who I used to play. This is such a was a guy good four years ago course. And it's like, oh, there he is on the leaderboard somehow. Okay, well, if that's the case, then I should be riding high because most of the guys that I play, I'm in, I'm still living in 2018 with. So uh, does that mean we play Luke List? I was looking at List. Uh, I, I ran because I told you that the modeling that I ran out, it's probably just better to run like past eight rounds instead of like a really long term because <laughs> I'm just looking for someone who's hot coming in. And all that said, Ryan Moore is number one in that model. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Moore is the guy that I've, a couple times this year, I tried to back him, and it went horribly bad. But he, he certainly showed up at John Deere, of course, and I guess he's playing a little better. It's a good course for him. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it, it, it fits the classic skill set of Ryan Moore. Not quite sure what he's up to these days. And His irons have been fire for two two tournaments in a row. Good enough for me. 7500 bucks. Let's do this. The 6K guys, you got anyone? Stumanji, Brian Stewart, 6900 bucks. That's a guy. That guy, he really can putt. Yeah. Super putter. Hits every fairway, too. <sighs> Bryce Carnett? Oh, God. I don't know. Like I'm looking at, you got like Hubbard, Armour, Stanley. They're all at seven. Your boy Wise is down there as well. Nice. What do you think the chances are either in two or four rounds that Aaron Wise is positive strokes putting this week? What are the chances? Like what would I give you as all? Like to bet that, what would you need? Yeah, like plus 200. Oh, I'd go higher. I'd give you like 20 to one. <laughs> yeah. It, he's lost. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, he's losing like, I mean, it's talk about if you ran your little eight rounds model, he's lost 10 strokes putting over those last eight rounds. Well, uh, l- looking at it right now, it's not as dire as you may think. Over the past eight rounds, he is 149th in this field in putting. Who's Is Benny on playing? Is well, he in there? Well, fake Mike Vick doesn't have any weighted rounds, so he's not included. Okay. Uh, guys that are worse than... Your boy, Aaron Wise, Chase Seifert, one of your other guys, and Kevin Stadler. Ah, <laughs> uh, Kevin Stadler, okay. And right above him That's is uh, Siwoo Kim and Ben Ann. So they're actually better than Aaron Wise. Yeah, no, this sums it up nicely. This guy is not nearly on that level. I like Jason Duffner this week, though, and he notoriously can't putt. He's been about even. Last three showings, 18th, 26th, 28th at the 3M, this is a good Duffner course. He's I bet him in the markets uh, on the betting side of things. I think he might be one of my favorite pay down options this week. I want to see what his odds are right now because you just say his odds. You just say he's two hundred to one is what I see right now. Like I see some big numbers out there in the markets. I, I don't understand. He's eighteen to one for a top ten. 200 to one for an outright. That just seems too high for, to me. It does for, especially for what he does. Well, fairways wedges, those two things. He's going to have a 15 foot birdie putt on every hole. Yeah. And he will probably make bogey on a couple of them, but maybe he can roll in some of them for birdies to, to negate the three pots. Maybe. Yeah, I can go that 6,700 bucks. I'm in on Duffner. I'll put the star next to his name. 
All right, we've done that. Okay. Who else is down here in the sixes we can use? Oh, the Chinese so, Chinese bad boy, Zing Zhu Zhang. He's 6,100 bucks. He's, are we, oh, can you we, just go. Can we go back to Gellerman at, at the league min? He had one bad event. Now everyone's off of him. Fuck that. I'll use him again at 6,000 bucks. So, yeah, I discovered this just shows how in tune I am. Originally, I thought this was Spieth's, Spieth's caddy. But that's a different person, obviously. So now I realize that this is just a real guy. Um, this guy really ball strikes it. So I, I've seen his name a lot. He is the min. He's the min. The, the uh, problem is this would be better if there was like fun pay up options. Yes, you're paying up to just leave $8,000 when you start your team with Chris Kirk. It's it's bad, but. All right. If you're if you said yes to Duffner, I guess I'll push the envelope here. Is there any way that you could potentially play Russell Knox? I've heard a bunch of people bring up Russell Knox this week. Feinberg asked me about him, but that might only be because he was like 300 to one and he knows the name Russell Knox. So he just brought it up. So that's really hard to decipher. But like people on Twitter ask me about Russell Knox. Now you're asking me about what is it with Russell Knox? I don't see anything. I mean, there's not much to say. I just. When I think of the courses that you were talking about, whether it's Heritage, Sawgrass, OHL is something I looked at a little, Honda, he's a winner at Travelers, like all of the comps are there. Uh, He's just playing really poor golf. There's no doubt about that. But long term, to me, this is right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, I think like, I mean, Russell Knox is someone who's won a WGC. It's just he's not that guy anymore. No. It, it all died in the water at Sawgrass that time. <laughs> when he made like a... Well, do we do we worry that like... Is it a good thing or bad thing that Siwoo made the 13? Because I feel like it's a good thing. Oh, I think it's definitely a good thing. He birdied the next hole. I He's fine. And it masks... His strokes gain is all messed up from that. So... But Russell Knox, I think that that space jammed him. Yeah, I mean, Siwoo, you, did you see his stats from last week? Russell Knox or Siwoo? No, Siwoo's. Yeah. He, he lost 17 strokes on the approach. It's tough to do. That's, that's yeah, that's something. When you put six into the water on one par three, that's going to happen. He actually, I think that was on hole number 12, because it's the same one the fucking Harris English fucked up too. But he made four yeah. birdies coming in, including a birdie streak. He actually scored pretty well for DK for the day. No, yeah, I mean, that's not going to, if you're not going to get placement points, that's a non-issue making a 13. That's no problem at all. So who are the other, who are the other guys down here we can use? Any love for Freddie Molinari, Frankie Molinari, Francesco? He's another guy that needs, I I don't, I assume he needs a finish to do something in the FedEx Cup playoffs. He's like 135 or something. I, I don't. Him and Kucher, I just like can't even. I would rather not even blindly like Roger Sloan has had a nice little stretch here of golf and no one's paying attention to him. I'd rather go to him. He has been playing pretty good. He is uh, getting his attention in Canada because if you watch Canadian Sports Center, the little maple leaf, they have to show every Canadian in the field. It's like, oh, wow, this is really strange that it's not. It's usually like Roger Sloan, T123. It's like, oh, Roger Sloan, like, T9. That's not bad. Hey. Like that. That's that's worthy of being shown on the leaderboard. He's making cuts. I only have a couple guys starred down here. Duffner was on there. Bryce Garnett was on there. Sloan was on there. 
Bo Hostler was on there. Okay, Feinberg. He, uh, I, I'm more in on Feinberg's call of Sam Ryder. I can probably a bit more get behind that. Norlander is someone I was considering, and Vijagas was someone I was considering. This this really reeks of a Vijagas-style course. Crappy event on Bermuda. Probably something he won 10 years ago. Like, Just sign me up for him. I mean, I, I don't have any problem with that. He's just got to make a couple of putts at some point. Um, I don't think this guy is... DraftKings relevant per se in terms of the DFS market, but I, I I'll never get it. Probably never get a chance to mention his name again. And, and this guy one time was on a, a real good team of mine. He's healthy. He's playing. Okay. Sean O'Hare. Oh my God. I know you're talking about old veteran style guys, 12 to one for a top 20 this week. What happened to Vince Whaley? No, he's not good anymore. He, that would, he's that would old. Be yeah, that's old news. Yeah. No, he's like actually not good anymore. <laughs> People talking about Alex Smalley. That's the new guy. That's the new guy. Yeah, that's the new uh, Aaron Eckhart, whatever the fuck that guy's name was. Yeah. Yeah. Harvey Dent. Um, John Augustine's back trying to improve on his 20% made cut rate. Yeah, I play. I played him one week. I was like, "Oh, U.S. Amateur champ! <laughs> Here we go, sixty-one hundred dollars." You're all idiots for not playing. He's like twelve over or something. Sucks. Yeah, him, him, and Kucher battle for like low Georgia Tech player every week. It's just a battle in futility. Kate Blix is here. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, and uh, well, not, I, I'm not looking at any of the qualifiers right now. Lingmurth qualified for this tournament. I saw that. Uh, that's all I got. He he needs a big week where he goes. He not even like he's in like the triple relegation league. He has to go to like school. He has to go to Q school to go to Q school. He's in one of those. Ones. Yeah. 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 He has to take like the prereqs to go to the pre. Yeah. He's in the uh, th- someone I, I did a pod a show yesterday at Osmo and we were talking about it. They combined the McKenzie tour and the Latin American tour into a new tour. I was not aware of that. What, what, are has you, a, what are you talking about on your shows? Good God. Yeah, you, like I said, this is the hard-hitting analysis <laughs> that you you need. Because uh, why the hell was I talking about that? It, it's Oh, yeah, the it's called the Form Tour. Okay. Like, what the hell is that? I've never heard of that in my life. Like, does it... Like, are they talking about, like, you're in good form? Or does, like, form... Is it an acronym that stands for something? Yeah, I, I don't I don't have answers to you, but I think one of these I, maybe Alex Smalley has been playing well there, but who he's playing against, uh, that is a question I don't have answers to. Well, I'm going to have to tune into your show to find answers to these questions because I have no fucking idea whatsoever. There was a McKenzie tour event played at a course like I play all the time. And that course <laughs> should is have not, played in the event. That course is not suitable for like professional golfers. Well, oh, Eckroad is here. Yeah, he qualified well, along with Lake yeah. Why is it showing me so? Do I have like tiers clicked on? For some reason, it's giving me a fucking bunch of tiers contest. Have you ever played DraftKings tiers in golf? Because I have not. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I've like, you know, I think one time I was like, hey, May, play, like, click these names. Um, but no, not seriously. All right. So let's try to recap the six cases. I think we listed everybody. Uh, and I didn't even yeah. mention Kadira, who I bet, but I don't know if I want to use him on drafting. It's all about the putter for him. But if the putter gets hot, he could like win. 
But I don't know about his cut made equity. I, I do think that Gellerman at the very bottom at 6,000 is in play if you need the salary. If not, I'm with you on Duffner at 67. I think Norlander and Vijegas at 66 are just too low for this field. I think that's what you really want to do. I, I'm kind of taking a, a super max. And in a week like this, I think you can get away with it. A really long-term macro view, like guys who have been there, veteran players, a little form would be nice, but uh, I'm sticking to guys like Duffner and names like that, that, you know, been quiet for a while, but they still, to me, have a better shot than some of these. Uh, I have to research. Who is Matt Vick? Do we know who that is? No, it's okay. He's the third Vick brother. So he's not Marcus. He's like after Marcus. Yeah, Marcus. Uh, that was a tough scene at Virginia Tech. And Connor Arendel, who has a pitcher. Okay. Didn't see that coming. No, but Doug Gibb has a different pitcher of a different person being him every single week. I like that they just, when they don't have a pitcher, it's like, here's an American flag. Yeah, now we've got the flags. That's the Olympics uh, extended permanently, I guess. Uh, well, taking your macro view point here, I just sorted instead of the past eight rounds model, I did a past 100 rounds model. And the best player by far in the $6,000 range, actually there's two. Norlander's the best. He ranks number 12. And my guy, Cam Percy, number 19. He also can't putt. He, yeah, Cam Percy, I've backed him at times, really struggles to convert, but makes a lot of cuts. I mean, if you're looking for stability and just to, at the end of the day, you have to get six of six through even more so because the points that you get on the weekend are going to be so immense and the bonuses and the streaks it's not like, oh, uh, you know, weather will mitigate the the advantage that the other people have. If you're missing a golfer, you're absolutely dead. Neesmith, Stallings, Stewart, Knox are the other four that rank inside the top 30 of the past 100 rounds in terms of the model. Yeah, I mean, that's it's funny because you have a blend. Then there's a guy like Kevin Tway who he was not going to show up at all on something like that because he lost it completely, but he's made four or five cuts. He's starting to resemble the guy that was a consistent PGA Tour player. If you had to guess who the top 10 in this model were, it was for the past 100 rounds, who would you say it is? Of all the players? Of all the players. Uh, Webb? Webb's two. Mm, Sunjay? Sungjae is 10. Uh, Woodland? No, Woodland isn't up there. It's Henley. Henley's number one by like a lot. What? How is that? I, I play Henley every week and nothing good has ever happened to me. That doesn't make any sense. He's just been crushing um, his irons. Right when Harris yeah. English got good, Henley started getting good again too. It just, he stayed being like Russell Henley and coming in seventh all the time instead of winning events. Ryder Cup. Harris English. I don't think that uh, he's unless he wins again and like stays hot. I don't think they're going to put him on the team. Neither do I. But I, people much smarter than me have actual takes on that. I just I don't see that happening. I think there are just uh, too many names on like the back end of that team. Like Phil is getting a spot. That's just going to happen. Yeah, I mean that's the thing now. I. I I'm gonna have to root for the Europeans, I guess. Hey, j- join whatever. me. I, someone was, someone tweeted me the other day. It's like, yeah, you know, if Xander and whoever the hell won the, was it uh, Corda, Cordia won the women's Olympics? Yeah. 
it's like, oh, if they, if they don't win their two gold medals, the U.S. doesn't win, you know, the Olympics and wins the most gold. It's like, wouldn't that be awful? It's like, I don't give a shit how the U.S. does the Olympics. <laughs> like, I kind of hope they lose, to tell you the truth. <laughs> the Olympics was... Uh, I, would you do? You, would you be in favor of having golf in the Olympics as, like, in, like, the swimming style? Like, longest drive, team events, scrambles closest to the pin like all sorts of events so you could get like eight golds oh yeah I, I mean this is a, i mean i'm not watching your show you're clearly not watching my show when this is not i propose this exact same thing yeah i, I want to see longest drive Who, who's best that'd from be sick closest to pin from 200 yards out shit like that I, i'm with you that's uh that would be awesome there it should, should there should actually be a, like a team event at the olympics 100 and hey, make it make oh. it be like tennis. Make it like a mixed team. Yeah, I mean, I always said there should be an event where it's a foursome, and you've got an LPGA player, a Champions Tour player, uh, and then you know, like a Corn Ferry player and a PGA player, or something like that. That would be awesome. Yeah, get get, get a PGA guy, a Euro guy, a Champions guy, or a and Euro LPGA. guy, yeah, and a form solved. tour. Yeah, form tour. You gotta have a form tour player. Yeah, but you'd probably have to pay their expenses in order to go because I don't think there's a whole lot of money on that circuit. Tough scene. Anyway, Streelman in that long term is fourth. Varner's seventh. So I gotta bet Varner. Not... I'm gonna I'm gonna bet Varner. Yeah. HV threes, fucking dynamite. One go. time. Eventually he's gonna win. Yeah. Or he won't. What yeah, I used or, to say or... that about Brandon Harkins. Where is he these days? <laughs> He cashed me two first round leader bets in the course of his career. I love Brandon Harkins. He was the classic. Oh, he's sixty three hundred bucks. Let's play Brandon Harkins. I love that guy too, but he's not on the tour. HV three is eighty to one. Yeah, I'll do that. Now nah, take my money. Take my money. Sure. Oh, God. Now I got to fucking add him to this list. I am betting the biggest losers this week. Playing with the it's each that kind of as week. well. Oh, yeah. It's either Hideki and or Webb is going to win by seven, or it's going to be someone we didn't even mention, despite mentioning 92% <laughs> of this field. It's both of these things are dangerously accurate. And not only do we not mention, then I'll, I'll go on Twitter on Sunday and the entire like, oh, you didn't have the Josh Teeter you hit for the cycle. Like, no, I didn't have that. Uh, like I have a double with him in, in a tournament. The Kazoo Open is playing again somehow or something. Yeah, the, the, like, the, back in action. Kazoo part de over. Yeah, on they're the running European it back. I, I, Just, wait, I think this one's in like Austria, isn't it? I I don't. I have no answers for anything. All right, so let's do this. I'm going to close my eyes and find out who the random guy that everyone's going to hit at 200 to one this week and is going to win the tournament. That person is Scott Harrington, 400 to one. Yep, that checks out. That's the kind of guy that would do it. Like, oh, oh. you didn't. Oh shit, Gellerman's four hundred to one. I'm actually going to bet that. No, I don't want to bet six hundred and twenty dollars on it. <laughs> Good lord, you I'd, clean be, up. I'd, I'd be rich. Only takes one. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I, the Pat Mayo experience is not through that well. I'm not going to lie to you. I can start pissing away money on that. But Gellerman, yes, top twenty is going to be ten to one. Man, he had yeah, one. He had one bad start. I mean, I, again, I know I said this already. Jason Duffner's eight to one for a top twenty. I don't understand. And you said he actually finished inside the top twenty like recently too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he he's done it once in the past couple of years, but it was recently. <laughs> All right, let's do the play the best plays lineup. Oh boy. Yeah, this is gonna be fun. 
So I'm looking at it right now. Don't use Patrick Reed. He's not playing. I think we could do like a Louis Webb Gellerman Henley start and figure out the rest from there. <laughs> Sold. Oh, yeah, we could do this easily. Let's say. Oh, I clicked Brunson Burgoon. Don't do that. Uh, so we have $6,600 left if we use those four people. And where's uh, Camillo? Camillo is 66. All right, we got 67 to use your boy Duffner. Done. Done deal. Done. Or you could use Norlander instead of Camillo. I'm comfortable with either. So Louis, Webb, Gellerman, Henley, Vijegas, and Duffner. <laughs> the play the best plays team. Oh, yes. That screams best plays. All right, let's build a, a real best plays lineup. We were actually thinking this through for like a single entry or a cash game. Although I do really like that. I like that. I like the feel of that lineup, don't you? Oh, I'm all about that lineup. Not in a, a cash game setting, but that's a, that's a quality lineup. Yeah, that, that's that's going to win me like bucks this week. Got to enter that one right now. Might have to. Ed- you know what? I might even edit that part out because I don't want anyone else playing that on a fire lineup. So actual play the best plays lineup henley we're going with yeah streelman yeah so you do like streelman too then i do i like charl but i i also think streelman set up perfectly here is mito a part of this i mean mito is someone i'm gonna have to clarify on my own shows i i I was really sure he was going to be popular if he is i'm going to come in underweight but if not i like the play on the you know just looking and evaluating him. So I can do that for a cash setting. Absolutely. So Henley Streelman Mito, we have $8,100 left. That feels like it's too much left is the issue. So I guess the question is, do we go North of Henley? Who would you want? Who would you want North of Henley? That was the thing. Sunjay would be my only guy. Unless we went up to Louis or Webb, I guess. Yeah, you could do that. I, I'm not paying that for Harmon um web like is web safer than louis or is louis safer than web i know it seems maybe counterintuitive to me honestly louis safer at this point all right that leaves us with sixty eight hundred dollars so we could launch mito actually we don't need to launch mito we could use your boy duffner or we can go with like gellerman again and maybe louis too so let's take louis out let's uh, let's rejig this yeah get him out chez verner yes and that actually leaves us now. It leaves us one hundred dollars short of Sungjae. Mm. Oh, I see what happened. Uh, what about what about Grace and Chaz? What? How? How much is Grace? Seventy four. Yeah. So lose Varner for Grace, then use Sungjae. Yeah. Lose Varner for Grace, and then use. Well hung Sung Jay. Oh, yeah, that or fit. that fits. Yeah, that that works. Or you could use Gim and bump up the other guy to you could go Varner and Gim over Chez and Grace if you wanted to. Feel like for a play the best plays lineup, <laughs> Grace and Chez, as albeit as weird as that sounds, is probably the safer end of that. I would have to sadly agree. All right. Henley, Streelman, Mito, Chez, Grace, and Im. Dude, I think I like that Louis Webb Gellerman Henley build a little bit better, but that's just me. I think this one is probably a little bit safer. We'll see how that does. Weirdly enough, these lineups like cash way more often than not in GPPs. Sometimes you and I'm guilty of this more than more than most. Sometimes you don't need to overthink it. If you can land six through the weekend, no matter what. Uh, obviously, you want to avoid dupes as much as possible. You're still going to be doing yourself 
some good things. And that, that can be effective. A lot of times you look at the winning scores and the winning teams and you're just like, well, that was pretty, not obvious, but he didn't, there was nothing crazy about it. It was just a very logical team. So I got some bets. I'm not, okay. I'm not, I'm not betting a ton this week. Although when I read out Seems. what I've what bet so far, um, it's going to seem like I, I've invested a lot of money into this, which I have not. I have Henley at 35. That's like the only top end guy that I'm playing. I got Grace at 66, Varner at 80, Shez at 90, Kadira at 350, and Gellerman at 400. They're all with the top five each way. And I also took, as I am wont to do, see, woo, at 40, and then Gim at 80 with the top five each way. And that's that's all I got this week. It's a pretty good week to take. Like, I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot of weird top 20 bets. Uh, oh, Henley is the top. Top yeah. guy in my card, so so yeah. I, this is a tournament where two years in a row the winner has come from way behind after being like a shit putter day one. So I think that there's an opportunity to pound some more like one twenty five to ones after day one or day two. Yeah, I mean when you can when you can go this low, uh, you can shoot, you know, fifteen under on the weekend, like easy. So we're gonna see some of that, and I'll say it'd never be bad to go into the FedEx Cup with a little momentum. So besides Henley, who you got? I have Duffner. <laughs> I've got Henley. I have a well, some of these just keep in mind. Let's not get crazy. I want to caution people. I do have Wise on the card because he's 175 to one. Like, uh, and then the only other guy that I have actually bet myself so far, I bet Domin because he was 80 to one to me. That's good enough. It seems like a pretty good, pretty good number. Yeah, I, I it was funny. So I looked, I, I wanted, I knew I was going to lock in a couple today. Henley was the first guy in. I originally was going to bet Doug Gim at 75. Uh, and I looked and I looked and then Chez was 80. And then I ended up settling on Domin at 80. So like, I don't know. Um, I kind of want to tell you on HV3 though. I have a funny feeling he's going to play well. Hey, we talked about, you said he, he should have won Heritage. And what was the one thing that we said that, you know, Heritage is, Probably the primary crossover course for this place. Yeah. So I what have about what, what, what Woodlands kind of, 45. Yeah. Like all these guys who shouldn't be what they are. Like Fleetwood is like 40. It's like, what are we doing I, here? Yeah. Man, this is just got Brian's time. You know what? This is what I have to close the apps here. Cause I'm going to end up having like 30 outright bets for no reason. And still, none of them will win. Welcome to Pat's. World. Not win. I, I just hope, like I see playoffs. <laughs> I just hope we can win a game. Like, give me a break. I, there's no way. Can I interest you in some Tim Andercus news before we get out of here? No, oh, please, always. So you, uh, well, you live in the state where Andrew Cuomo has resigned, correct? <laughs> I do. I do. So as a joke, uh, Tim really hates Cuomo and Cuomo's brother. Just he hates their guts. Always has. But for Christmas, one of our listeners sent him a copy of Andrew Cuomo's book. Now he's cur- that. That's what happened to him. He went through all this stuff. He got through the pandemic. He was he was accused of sexual harassment and everything like that. It didn't seem to be matter. Tim gets his booked. He's out of office. It all makes, yeah, he was, there was a time Cuomo was riding high, you know, he was leading everyone through the pandemic. And now it has been quite a fall from grace, uh, highlighted by, by what you just told me. 
Oh, apparently Crown paid more than $5 million for Andrew Cuomo's book last year. It didn't sell well. Now, multiple investigations later, he has resigned. In the last week of July, the book sold 71 copies. That It's more than I would sell, but that's not a good barometer. Yeah, more than I would sell, too, but less than quite many other people would sell. Tough scene. Really tough scene. He was also complaining about this... We sent him a link to an NFT of like like highlighters, basically, <laughs> just like squiggle highlighters, up. like you know, like high, like a highlighter, like a yellow highlighter, like the marker. Yeah. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What is it selling for? Like thirty ETH? Yeah, it, it sold for three hundred and three thousand US dollars. Yeah, that'll do it. That's I. That's uh, that's right in line with what's going on out there. And Tim, Tim should have bought it. Well, Tim said he didn't understand how it could be worth so much. And then it was brought up to Tim that he was collecting old ragu bottles because he thought those were going to be worth something. Ah, yes. The, <laughs> the untapped market of old ragu. Very wild. Not going to make it, as they say. But he thought that was going to be valuable. So maybe his sense of what's valuable and what's not. I, I mean, I looked at it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. Like you said, you, you have some NFTs. I still don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I have some, but uh, that's more just... I don't know. When you're betting guys like um, you can justify buying anything. Like it's, I spend it's, money on more. It's true. You open up the page. You got like, eh, I can, I yeah. can take Shez, I can take Varner, and I can take Damon, or I can go buy an NFT. Who knows? A wizard. Yeah. It's it's all the same. Like there's there's no. It's an easy sell, especially with like I said, college football is coming. Bet, betting those bad teams. It's uh, there's a lot of ways to to burn money. NFTs. It's one of the more fun ways to to have some fun. Uh, the one and done, I got Louie, Jeff has Zalatoris, and Cuss took Justin Rose for some reason. Yeah, the Ju- Justin Rose one, uh, I have Henley. Yeah, Henley's not bad. I, mean, I, I, I even think if I won four straight of the final three events of the year in the race for the Mayo Cup, I don't think I would make the money. I'm hanging on. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going not gonna to win, uh, but I am, I'm comfortably in the money. So I really got screwed because I, I had double, I have two teams and I, both of them had ROM at Memorial. Have you been following this like fake account tweeting about Zach Wilson, how terrible he is calling him Darnold 2.0 and that the front office, it's like, it's like a parody account, but everyone thinks it's real. So I kept tweeting it to Tim and he like had a meltdown. <laughs> it's going to be real soon enough. I have a feeling maybe. Oh yeah. You're not, uh, you're not big on old Zach attack Wilson. No, no, I'm team. I mean, Josh Allen should be the Jets quarterback. Uh, you can check the tape on that one, but I'm more of a Justin Fields guy, I think. Yeah, Cust was too, but then he gave up on Justin Uh-oh. Fields when the, when, oh, the, good. when the Jets didn't draft him. Now he was no good. We'll see. Uh, yeah, Zach Wilson's a weird, I don't know, BYU is a weird school to evaluate in general. Well, didn't they play like all like D2 teams last year? Weren't they playing North Texas? Yeah, it sounds like something that could happen. The VY, they're weird because they're independent. They play a lot, of, a lot of different types of schools and they were, they were good. I mean, there's no doubt them in Coastal Carolina had some battles. Uh, I just, it's just a, a weird evaluation. I don't know. People much smarter than me think uh, he might be very, very good. So maybe he will be. All right. Ben Raza, what do you got going on in the rest of the week? Will you tune into Cuss Corner on Thursday? Uh, are you kidding? after the ragu? How could I not? Yeah, um, that actually yeah. does, that actually doesn't come up. He he tells a story about 
why he's afraid to use the internet to pay for things. Um, a house that he thinks is haunted. Mm. What, else, what else have we got going on? Other just weird stuff. He's lamenting about the lack of viral videos because viral videos don't exist on the platforms he uses anymore because he's an old man. Sad. But yeah, no, I'll be tuning in. And uh, yeah, we're, like I said, we're turning along, of course, with golf season. Still plenty to do, ownership projections, everything. I will be honest, though, I am focused also on the football scene from the NFL to college football. We're gearing up. We got a lot of exciting things. So head over to awesomeo.com, come check out the work, and hopefully join and be part of the community. Oh, uh, that was a nice pitch. I got fantasy football picks and bets. I'll be back on the Pat Mayo experience on Friday with football, but I'll be doing DraftKings Thursday night on fantasy football picks and bets. And then Lauren, who won the competition to be the new host, she is hosting her first show that will come out Thursday night for the Friday and weekend slate on DraftKings for NFL preseason. So if you want some D-Gen action, uh, subscribe to fantasy football picks and bets. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, links in the description, then you're going to be in a draw for 100 bucks straight cash. So do it. I suppose it seems pretty easy. We get 33 more reviews now um, up in the prize pool from a thousand bucks to 1500 bucks. You ever want to get a show to debut and decide the top five on the Apple charts, Braza, you come to me, just I'll give people money and they'll do reviews and then it'll just automatically go there. It's a fail. Writing it down. That's uh, a life hack right there. Yeah. That's what I, beautiful. Rig the algorithm and Pat will give you money for helping him out. Thank you so much. Thank you all for watching smash like on the way out fantasynational.com. And that's it for me. I'm going back on, I'm on vacation this week. And like, for whatever reason, I was like, no, I'll do the golf shows anyway. And I like talking. I mean, I'm glad you jumped on. I love talking about golf and talking about the window. I'm actually happy that I did it now, but I'm just like, I could have just been like sleeping now. That would have been yes. great. I, I, hear, I feel the same way on all fronts. Very fun time, uh, but we'll see what we can do here. Yeah. All right. Let's go HB3. Go in the Wyndham this week, okay? I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!